Hello and welcome to the Coast to Coast College Admissions Podcast. Each week, we talk about different college admissions topics and answer those tough questions you may be dealing with concerning getting into the college of your choice. We know how difficult this process can be, so each week, we try and make it easier to navigate. Now, here's your host, Anna Wren and Mark Hoffer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coast to Coast College Admissions Podcast. I'm Anna, and I'm here with Mark Hofer. And we're so excited to talk to you guys today about the personal essay. So Mark, in terms of the personal essay, as you know, this is often um, that 650 word essay that can be found on the common application. What are your some thoughts that you have to kick us off? Sure. You know, I mean, with the Common App, everybody knows that that's one of the one of the variables that everybody has to deal with that is exactly the same. They know they're going to have this essay of a particular length that everybody's going to answer and colleges are going to read it and look for the same things. And I think that's one of the things that as colleges have uh, been receiving so many more applications, it's become much more competitive, as we all know. And um, it, it really doesn't seem to make a lot of clear, transparent sense of what they're looking for. So I think some of the things that uh, we do know and that we can control, like actually writing a good essay, are becoming mm-hmm. more and more important. How about you? I would agree. I mean, I feel like it is the, it is the kickoff the, to the application because, like, as you and I both know, the common application topics have been out for a few months now. And um, some schools even use it as like a spring assignment for their English classes. But I feel like it's anything but like an English essay, right? So I'm just so excited to talk about this. Absolutely. I don't know. We'll we'll probably talk about this a little bit more. But I mean, I do have students who um, basically write their, their, you know, common application essay as part of their AP language arts class. And a lot of times there's some um, disagreement in what what, uh, is an AP assignment versus what, uh, you know, I think we believe in what we've been told by um, college uh, admissions representatives, what they're looking for. Absolutely. And speaking of that, let's first talk about like, why do colleges want to see our essays? And why is it part of the application process? Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that I, I really encourage students before we even start writing or talking about the essay. I I tell them to take a step back and and say, look at it from the perspective of a college. What do you think they're looking for? What they are basically going to make an investment and take a gamble on you. So, what do you think the things that your essay has to cover? What are some of the things that you know? that you've heard from representatives of colleges uh, that they are definitely looking for? I've heard that, you know, so much, and this is much more for, um, I think, schools that take a holistic approach, but they already have everything about you for the most part. Academically, they have your resume. So in terms of what they're looking for in the essay is they're looking more for about who you are, um, your personality, your values, you know, things like that. And I remember I heard it once, they're like, we're just trying to figure out who would make a really cool roommate. Like, who would we want to have as our roommate? Who would we want to be able to run across on campus? Um, that kind of person. So it's like kind of extra. But what do you think? No, I, I, I think you've touched on it. And, and I've heard that analogy as well. Who would you like for your roommate? And I think colleges actually, they are looking at the essay as an example and to provide them with little indicators that um, you might, you know, the essay writer might not even know that they're looking for little pieces um, of your story that basically are going to tell them if you're going to graduate on time, do you make friends quickly? Um, Do you have an idea of what your future wants to be? And basically they're looking to make sure, do you have some of the characteristics that are going to allow you to graduate on time be successful in the professional world, represent their school out in the community in a positive way, and give back to the university later as you become professionally more successful. So I think, like you say, it starts with, are you going to be a, a good roommate? And it, it basically progresses through um, all of those questions of how you're going to be successful. 
Absolutely. And I think that speaks to kind of ROI on the university side. Like, are you going to be a good investment for them in terms of the resources? Um, and resources can be, you know, the professors who invest their time teaching you um, to other opportunities that you might find on campus. And while that seems like so much when you look at an essay topic, um, these are some of the thoughts going, I think, through admissions minds. Yeah. I, I, if you were to say, what are the top level things when you start working with a student and you say, okay, we're going to tackle this beast called, you know, the, the personal essay. Um, what are some of the first things, the high level 10,000 foot view kind of things that you basically say, keep these in mind? What is, what is some of the things you cover? I usually have them keep in mind that it has to be an accurate reflection of themselves. And I think that's, if, I feel like that's a given, but I once had a student who, um, I was their second counselor or consultant, and they had, the other party had actually shaped a lot of what the essay was, but the student didn't feel comfortable writing the essay because it just didn't feel like their story. So I always tell them, you know, I think it's really important. First and foremost, the story you tell should be yours. And the style in which you tell it, that should be yours, right? And try not to, try not to be something you're not. Um, and I think that's one of the most important things I, I tell my students before we get started. But yeah. how about you? Yeah, the, I mean, that is definitely one of the things that we hear that. I mean, as um, consultants, we hear from colleges that, you know, they read so many essays. And students have this perspective that their essay is something special. And it is, it's individual and it should be unique. But they have to remember that there's somebody who's going to be sitting back reading a stack of these. And they're going to be reading them into the wee hours of the evening. And basically, the story needs to be something that they're going to be, you know, that they will remember. It will stick out. But it will be in their voice. And one of the things I think I am most intrigued by is if you talk to somebody who reads a lot of essays. Um, and I did this for internships. I read thousands and thousands of essays. You can tell when people have put their fingerprints in somebody else's essay because mm. it changes their voice and it changes the cadence of how things are said. And I think that's one thing that um, if you get too many people telling you to change words and change punctuation and change, if it doesn't sound like something you would ever say or write, it's, uh, it's basically a yellow flag to the person reading it. I think that's a great point. Um, so how do you think colleges evaluate? Like what are these schools really looking at in this essay? Yeah, you know, and it, that's one of the one of the other you know ten thousand foot view statements that I tell students um, that you know evaluation of an essay is not a science. What they do, what they should know, is that there will be multiple ple people who are reading their essay, and they'll read it more than once. So um, they are you know well read, and they do give them full consideration mm -hmm. multiple times. Um, so it's, it's not like they, they just give, a, you know, a 30-second glance for key words. It's the, the essays are really, really well-read because they become an even more important in the evaluation. So one of the first things that I tell them, uh, there are a couple of points that they definitely have to make sure are covered. One of them is, can you communicate effectively in English? Can you punctuate correctly? And basically... Do you use grammar, punctuation, and capitalization um, in an effective way? And one of the one of the things I think students are are curious about is you know the creativity and the use of of grammar. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of those key rules is you have to know the rules before you break them. And somebody who breaks them well and creatively um, won't get docked. But if you do them incorrectly. Um, I think it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't set you up for success. That's a wonderful point you raised. I recently had a student ask me about the essay um, because we haven't actually kickstarted it yet, but she had a general question. She's like, do we use MLA format for that? <laughs> and I had to laugh a little bit. I was like, well, that's good that, you know, you're keeping, you know, correct grammar and, you know, silent mind. But I was like, it just really depends. I was like, this isn't your standard five paragraph essay. 
And I think admissions gets a lot of the standard five paragraph essays. And I think that's what they call a MIC essay, as they say. But, you know, like you said, you can totally use creativity without, you know, misspelling things terribly. Does that make sense? And I think there's almost no excuse for it nowadays because we have Microsoft Word and there's spell check and there's grammar check. So, you know, but there are, I think with this generation, sometimes the challenge is they don't check things on top of that. So I feel like what I tell my kids is, you know, if you are not catching everything, ask people around you to read it too. Um, read it out loud because maybe there's something you didn't see, um, but other people can help you identify in terms of grammar and things like that. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought up spell check because I have to use spell check because I, I'm not a good, I, it is definitely not one of my strengths. And um, I am constantly um, finding that, that students don't turn it on. And the problem with that is, I mean, there are just bad mistakes that people make um, and they, they're glaring mistakes when you're talking about an essay that has so much weight writing on it and, it and it really needs to be perfect. Um, but the other part of that is, and much like you said, if you turn spell check on and you've written there and there or where and where or here and here, yep. and use the wrong form, spell check will push it right through. But if you haven't had people proof it and you haven't read it yourself, and like you said, I love your, your suggestion to read it out loud. If you haven't done that, you can really... Um, you know, throw up a flag to somebody who's reading it. And I think that's a great point you raise. And I think the other thing is, you know, how else you had mentioned before that schools use these essays to identify your potential for investment. So just beyond grammar and creativity, what are some other elements do you think that they are looking for? Yeah, I've, I've actually, uh, when I when I sit down with college admissions uh, directors or, or representatives and they're kind enough to, and you know, I'll ask them, I'll say, what are some of the characteristics that you are specifically looking for in the essay? And a lot of them will be real clear about what they're looking for and how to identify whether you're a good investment. And a lot of them are pretty simple, but you have to remember how you present them in the essay are really important. And so I think some of the things, can you communicate in English effectively? Um, can you convey a unique or a complex thought? Well, um, do you have, a, there's a lot of talk about growth mindset. And um, I know colleges are looking for those people who have that growth mindset, and how they can actually um, give examples. And that's one thing in the essay, providing evidence, providing examples of how you represent those characteristics. They're looking for creativity and maturity. And I think um, empathy is another one that's coming um, mm -hmm. very much into the, the limelight now. Um, confidence and humility, not just confidence because it can come across as, as uh, things that you might not want to convey, but <laughs> confidence with humility, that's a whole other thing. And much like we did on, on um, one of our previous podcasts on niceness, and all of the things that are created in that niceness category. Those are the things I've heard. Have you heard additional ones, Anne? I think that's everything. But I think on top of that, you know, um, it's about how you convey it. So, you know, I don't, don't want people to go out there and start writing and saying, like, I am mature because I did this and this. Or <laughs> I have empathy because I volunteer 30 hours, you know, you know, a month or something like that. And I think the next um, piece to get to is you know, you really need to show versus tell, and we can dive into that in a little bit. Um, but I would say the other thing is to keep in mind is there aren't really any good or bad topics. You can disagree with me on that because I've heard IECs say that there are bad topics, like don't write about sports because everyone writes about sports. But in my opinion, there aren't any good or bad topics. It's just how you write it, right? Um, I I think it's it, it it's about the details you include so that the story you tell is uniquely yours. Because I've had students write sports essays and they get in. So, you know, but if you're if someone's reading that standard five paragraph essay um, where you're just telling and not showing, then yeah, I think it's it's hard to stand out from the competition. 
I totally agree with you. I, I don't think there is a bad essay topic, but there are bad ways of presenting an idea or communicating, you know, an event. And I think you are, you are spot on on if you present uh, any kind of a situation in the wrong way, it can, it can basically tell the school and the person reading it all of those things that we just talked about. What are they looking for and are you a good investment? And I think some of that is showing that you are prudent in looking at what are you, are you, are you, are you trying how do you convey it? What is your maturity level? Um, what is your perspective? And I think you are exactly right. A, a, a topic that might be even taboo, well approached and well conveyed can show who you are and it can show how you've done, how, how you've dealt with adversity. And that mm. can be, it can be such a, a big plus in the, in the essay itself. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It, it is more about how you tell the story than the story. That's a great point. And with that, let's go ahead and start talking about the things you should do and the things you shouldn't do. Sure. Well, one of the things that I'm, I'm always amazed at is how many students will write an essay and they know which schools they're applying to but they have done no research on the mission of the school. What is unique about those schools that they say are best fits? And why, um, what kind of a story are they telling that would move a college or a university to say a lot of those mission principles that the, this young person has mm -hmm. are in line with our institutional values? And I think uh, students should, at first, find out what is the mission of each school that um, you're applying to. So I would agree. In terms of things you should do, like I have asked students before, have you read the mission statement? And I feel like while it is important for the personal statement, it's especially important for that Why Us college essay. It's usually like a supplemental essay topic. But they'll be like, where do I find it? And I'm like, oh goodness, let's let's start over. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you really want to go to this school? Do you know uh, what they're about? It's a good indicator. If they don't know what the school's about, you, you, you it makes you wonder why are they applying to that school and how did it get onto the list and those kind of things and have they practiced due diligence, which are all things that the college are, is going to be looking for. Absolutely. And I think some of the other things to keep in mind is, you know, in addition to doing their research, I think this is a, like, I would say easy one too, is answer the question. I don't know if you've ever had this problem before <laughs> with uh, your students, but like sometimes I get the first drafts and I'm like, uh, can you help me out here? Which question were you trying to answer? And I find that most students don't outline their essays. So even though it's not a five paragraph essay, I do think it's important to have the framework down. Um, and that way you just kind of stick to it and always know, okay, I'm on that road. I'm answering the question. But sometimes, you know, when they don't do that, you're just kind of like, oh, this is an awesome essay, but it's not answering I, any of the questions. That's so funny. I've, I've totally forgot about that. that my, my, I think one of my most common feedbacks of reading a first draft of an essay is you have answered a question extraordinary. I mean, you've, you've done an extraordinary job in answering a question. It's just not this question. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know how, how many st students have, um, they've, they've somehow been, uh, you know, so focused on answering a question in their mind that they get it down on paper and they've done a good job, but mm -hmm. it isn't the question that they thought they were answering. You're absolutely right. What are some other ones that you would say are things they should do? Oh yeah, start early. I mean, we all hear this and I think um, lots of people would like to believe that they do their best work under pressure. But if you start early, the reason why you want to do it, it's not just your work. It's basically giving yourself time to digest and percolate um, the idea fully because there will be time that uh, if you allow yourself the time to um, ruminate and think about um, the, the subject that you're writing about and the situation that you're writing about, there will be little nuance that comes to the surface that you only get to 
as time progresses. It takes a couple sleep periods and you'll wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and go, oh, I know exactly what I need to add. So definitely start early. I think that's great advice. And you know what? The topics do come out early enough, so there's no real reason to be doing things last minute, in my opinion. I totally agree. They came out in February and I had students basically identify three of the essay questions or prompts and um, just write three to five sentences um, that they thought of, of those, uh, identify three of the prompts and write three to five sentences that they thought um, might have some credence in, in answering that particular question. And um, of course, you know, one or two of them, they just don't pan out. But that way you can start identifying which one you think you're going to uh, feel best about and have the best examples for. Love that. Great advice. And I would say like once they have their first draft, like have other people read it, not just for the grammar, but um, just to see if they think it sounds like them. Um, Because sometimes I feel like students try to, for example, be funny when they're not funny. (laughs) Um, so then it comes out all disjointed so I always say have someone close to you read it and see if your personality shines through yeah I I have uh, I tell people I not only have them read it and their friends but I have their parents read it I have them have somebody who is of different ages Mm. older people younger people and basically say what does this sound like to you um, are there any red flags or things that you find offensive? Um, so have people from different cultures and different backgrounds read it. And I think, like, like you say, one of the most important parts is having somebody who knows you well read it and say, does this sound like me? Does it sound like something I would ever say? And I think that's a great way of capturing it because sometimes that's a great way to capture like, oh, is this on tone or is this the right style? What else? Is there anything else you would say they should definitely do? Well, one of the things I, I think when, when they do start early, it allows them a couple of things. Um, and, and we've talked about this previously in, in other podcasts, but um, I really encourage and have students target early, um, early admission, early decision, um, mm-hmm. basically aim for that, that early deadline. And the reason being, even if they're not applying and using it, it allows them time to if they're if what and I, I don't know who I got the term from but called an ugly first draft <laughs> and basically when you sit down everybody writes their first draft and they hate it and it's ugly well, well there are a couple unique individuals who are talented enough writers to bypass that but usually that ugly first draft once you get that down it allows things to start morphing and start um, you know a half-baked idea turn into something that you're really proud of but if you don't have that time, you, you don't have uh, the time to let it, you know, reach its, its full potential. The other part of that is I know a lot of students who they've put a lot of time in and effort into an essay and then come just about the application due, uh, the deadline, they go, I have an idea for a better essay. Mm. And because they've had that amount of time and they've done the writing process, they can actually crank out a really good essay that represents them even better than the one before in a very short period of time. So I think starting early, that allows all those things to happen. Love that. Um, So we've talked about the things you should do. What would you say? Kick off. Let's kick off. What should they not do? Oh my gosh. You know, and you mentioned this already. So Humor is, is such an interesting beast, and it is, it is one of the most powerful tools for good and for bad. In that <laughs> if you tell a humorous anecdote or, or talk about a, a humorous situation in a respectful way, that can be an, an amazing vehicle to show your creativity, your maturity, reflection, all of those things in a way that the reader will remember your essay. However, it is such a a fine line between something that is humorous to everybody who will read it and something that might offend a percentage of the people who will read it. And it's always better to err to the side of caution. So humor, Mm. use it, but have a lot of people read it before you, uh, you know, send it in. I think that's a great point. And another one that I would say along the lines is is, um, don't try to use words 
that uh, like I ha- I've had students e- pick really big fancy words out of the thesaurus, but without fully knowing their meaning, and then it just breaks up the flow of the essay, in my opinion. Yeah, if if you have somebody who's got the uh, thesaurus turned on and they they want to find a creative word and it definitely is not in their voice, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I don't think students realize how easily that can be targeted, especially by somebody who's read so many essays and they they know when something is off key or, or slightly um, miscolored and isn't really in that person's voice. No, that's a great point. And then like you said before, you know, don't try to have too many people trying to leave their fingerprint in your essay because uh, that also I feel like also you can read through that as well great and there's one other one and I I'd love to hear your feedback on this one because um, it is a topic that is definitely um, current um, it is something that uh, a lot of people have some very powerful situations and you know can provide examples of evidence but I really discourage students from making political statements. And the only reason why is because if they don't really know the topic exceptionally well and that they're not just providing, you know, something that could be taken as a heated statement, um, it, it has such an incredible potential for offending somebody or having them uh, be shown in the light that maybe they don't want to be. So how, how about you? I, I, and I've already had um, a couple of students who um, have tried out the political avenue for their answer to one of the questions. And I'm curious, how about you? I actually had this come up for the admission season this past year. And I have a student, had a student who is very political And um, unlike most people his age, uh, was not on the left. And so for many schools, they tend to lean liberal, um, but it all varies, like you said. So he was like, well, you know, what can I say? And I had advised the same thing. I was saying, you can have, you can express that you have very strong political views and that you like to debate, but I wouldn't necessarily express what your views may be so boldly because you never know who's on the other end and some people in admissions may really admire it and maybe they do want people of differing opinions on campus but you might also come across someone who is very passionately a certain way and then that might just write them off completely so i just try to typically steer them down the middle Exactly. I, I, I actually had somebody, and I, I forgot about this until you, you just mentioned that. I, I had, I had a, a, a student who wrote about the, the beauty and the opportunity of our political system. So they wrote about the system, not about taking a side. They said why it's so important that we have an opportunity to provide, you know, our opinions, but they didn't actually provide an opinion. They talked about the process and it was actually a really good essay. So that, although it was a political um, topic, it wasn't right. a political stance. And I think that was a very different thing. Oh, absolutely. Cause you're not expressing either which way. Um, and I especially, I felt like it was especially sensitive given the most previous election as well. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So we've, we've talked about some of the good, the bad, the things to do, not to do. And we've talked about, you know, definitely start early. But what are some of the things, you know, it, it is always such a beast. And I think because it's such a hairy beast that students fear, and they know it's coming, and it's not going to go anywhere, and it has a deadline. So many students are scared about starting and, and getting that ugly first draft on paper. Mm. What kind of uh, things do you do with students to kind of get the juices flowing and get some ideas down on? I always do a brainstorm with them. And I also um, have a whiteboard handy. So that way we can jot stuff down and say that no topic is bad and we'll literally write everything that comes to mind. Um, And, you know, we'll start with, you know, well, what do you think you would like admissions to know about you? Or um, is there a particular story that you feel like really defines who you are? So things like that, that you know, you know, obviously they're related to one of the topics, 
Um, but so I did have one time I had a student who had a difficulty um, voicing herself. So I know the mom was there. And so she even asked her mom, like, what are some things that you think are unique about me? And are there any stories that you, you know, interesting, memorable stories that you feel capture it? Because sometimes they don't always think of it right off the top of their head. Um, but we try to come up with a variety of ideas and then kind of sift through it to pick the best ones. How about you? Well, it's interesting. You just mentioned one I've never done. And I think that's really powerful is like ask, ask somebody that you've grown up with, be that your parents or your brothers or sisters or whatever, and ask them for, um, you know, an event or a situation that they've seen you, you know, be you most in that are definitive of who you are and what you're about or a time that you showed, you know, your true colors. I think, gosh, I, I'm, I'm going to start using that one. So I'm, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> You're welcome to. <laughs> it worked out really well. I think I had one where a student was um, just remembered, like something related to superheroes. And I was like, well, that's a really cool anecdote and opening. And I'm sure you probably see like themes like that as a theme through other parts of your life too. So it's interesting. You never know where one idea might lead. Totally agree. That one of the things that I've, I've had good success with, um, first of all, I, I have found that working with a group of students and basically having them be vulnerable and throw out, you know, their ugly, silly ideas and, and basically the, and, and giving, um, and, and tipping your hat to the, to, the, to the process of if you generate a lot of ideas, be them silly, stupid, um, outrageous, whatever, out of those, out of that mass of silly ideas, there's going to be one or two pearls. And I think when you, you have a group of students who are, are you know, almost, you know, in kind of a, a competition to see who can come up with the most silly ideas. I think that's where actually some magic happens. So I like to work with students. One of the first things that I I'll often will ask them is, when were you most happy, sad, scared, or proud? And then um, basically ask them to write down one or two sentences that describes that event and say, why was that you know, you know, your happy time or your sad time? How did you react to it? And um, how has it changed you and how you view the future? So those are all kinds of things that tie right into with so many of the prompts um, for the essay. And a lot of times, you know, if you can just get people talking about when they are, were, you know, moved, they, they had so much emotion, a lot of times that can be just such a great topic. And it makes it so easy for admissions to, to connect to when you pick a topic that I think is so emotional to the writer. I think it's easier to evoke that kind of feeling in the reader as well. Agreed. One of the, one of the other things that I, I, I'm a big fan of the hero's journey, which is basically the, the template for so many stories that have been around for, for eons and are so many of the topics for popular movies and books. And basically hero's journey identifies one point in time, a challenge, what the approach to the, uh, to the challenge was, what was the out, outcome of the challenge um, and how you approached it. And then what did you learn and where are you headed and why? And basically, if you can, if you can be, use the ideas of, a hum, of the hero's journey in your essay, you are going to cover all the points that we talked about at the very beginning, which are what are the, what are the schools looking for? What kind of characteristics? And if you talk about that challenge overcoming challenge, your reaction to it, and how it's changed you. That's what colleges want to hear about. That That's who you are. Absolutely. I've um, A lot of people actually use the hero's journey as a format for their personal essay as well. And I don't, I feel like sometimes people get intimidated, but if you think about it, you're, you're surrounded by the hero's journey, like you said, um, from books to movies so, you know, just think about what your own story would be if you had like your own movie. <laughs> if you had your, if you were in your own movie. Yeah, I like that. So are there things that you do? And I'm, I, just because of my background, I, there are actually physical things that I challenge or have in the room when, when students are, you know, tackling their, their essay. And I, I encourage them to use them at home and that kind of thing. Are there things physically that you have students do 
to kind of get them started? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything physically. Um, I have the whiteboard um, that they can kind of like draw and write whatever they want. So it's almost like free form. But other than that, I can't think of anything. What do you use? Well, I, I do brain research with uh, a number of different organizations. And one of the things that I, I really, I, I teach just about everyone um, how to do this and that's how to juggle. And the idea, and it, it actually, there's, there's evidence to support it, that when you have both sides of your body, and juggling is such a great way to do that, um, if you use both sides of your body in a kinesthetic way, so like juggling, um, you actually get both sides of your brain talking to each other, and it frees up your creative memory. And I'll be darned if I haven't had so many people over the years who say, you know, after you taught me how to juggle or if they knew how to beforehand, if, if you just do that for a couple of minutes, it's amazing how much um, freedom it gives your brain to just kind of explore the, the edges of something. So if you read the, read the prompts to the essay or you find yourself stuck in the middle of your essay, I, I have a lot of students, I tell them just start to juggle. I think that's actually a really great point. And I, a little known fact about myself, I actually know how to juggle too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it to be a good stress reliever. And I think because um, we had a teacher who would make it mandatory that in order to graduate fifth grade, you had to know how to juggle. And it ended up working out really well for a bunch of us because some of us did incorporate it in our actual essays because metaphorically and you know real life we would be juggling a lot of things um, but I'm gonna have to think about doing that because I actually could teach my students to juggle too and see what what creative juices get flowing I agree with you it is a life skill that conveys off in so many ways and there are so many analogies that you can use juggling for I, I totally agree the other one um, I, I have chocolate and bananas uh, are another one. It's been shown that one of the one of the best ways to get serotonin pumping out of your brain, the happy, the happy feeling. Um, uh, sugar created. Well, you use bananas and chocolate together. Ah, oh. those are the. That's the happy, happy combination. combination. <laughs> yeah, that makes me think of the minions. <laughs> exactly. There you go. You're exactly right. So now that we've covered a little bit of everything, and I think we're going to use, um, we're going to include different resources that you know students and families can use um, on the actual website. Um, what was like one of your favorite essays written by one of your students? Oh yeah, it, and this is this is testament to um, it doesn't have to be this mind blowing, world changing topic. Um, one person can actually. Um, identify a really simple theme, express how it had an influence on who they are and what they were thinking and how it's going to move them into the future. And I think one of, one of the most powerful essays I've ever, <laughs> ever read, and I, it's, it seems so simple, was um, uh, I had a, a young woman who talked about, she took a walk in the rain when she was a junior um, and it was basically, um, she had um, used the time. She had, she had some time on her hands, and the way she used it was to take a walk in the rain. And she talked about what she thought about and some of the progression of how she viewed the world. And it, it was just a great testament of um, empathy and uh, reflection and it basically expressed what was important to her. And it was just such a, a very powerful statement and so simple that because it was so simple and so powerful, um, it, anyone who reads it immediately remembers it. Wow, I love it. That yeah. sounds like such an amazing essay. Um, and I think it can come from the little things, you know. It doesn't have to be anything profound. Um, I'm trying to think. I've had so many favorites. Um, I had a recent um, essay about, I've actually, there was one really good sports one, which I know is ironic, right? Because they say, don't write about sports. Um, but they made it more, 
about their own personal growth, but also being able to laugh at themselves and be vulnerable with their teammates. Um, so that was one of my favorites. Um, and another one was uh, like it was related to U Chicago. You know how U Chicago has like really tough essay topics. Yep. <laughs> and I forgot what the question was because they have some random ones. Um, but the student wrote about DJing. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over, but I was like, let's try it. I mean, you know, that's not a common hobby, I don't think. Um, and they were able to relate it to other aspects of their life. But I was like, this is a great essay. And I really loved how unique it was. Absolutely. I think one of those things, that, and that's what you try to tell a student, it, there, there are going to be very few essays about DJing. And you know that. And so if that topic is well done, it's going to be remembered. Um, and if you do it to show, you know, your growth and, and who you are, it's a winner. Um, it's kind of like if you're a pole vaulter, you can talk about sports because how many people are going to write about pole vaulting? And if you do it in a really, really creative and fun way, somebody's going to remember that essay forever. So I think that's, that's a really important way. One, one essay that came to mind uh, while, while we were discussing this topic, um, I had a student a couple years ago who talked about his backyard. And I know hmm. when I initially started reading that essay, I went like, where's this going? And basically he used the changes in his backyard over time while he was growing up to show his mature, maturation as an individual. And he talked about, you know, and when the swing set came in and when the swing set went away and what it was replaced by and how the changes in the season created different events and how the wind blew down the fence and what that meant and what it meant for their family. And it was actually a really powerful essay and it was all about his backyard. That just is so nostalgic too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to talk about his family and to talk about his, you know, how his friends used it and how he, you know, some of his best times were in the backyard. And so that was, that was really powerful. Yeah. That's Alice? awesome. That actually made me think of another student's essay, which was their hair. So <laughs> how their hairstyle changed throughout their growth and development. The, the, uh, the evolution of hair. Yes, and it was it was funny to read, but it was also it made a lot of sense at the end of the day too. So that was another fun one I read before. I recently heard about uh, this essay from uh, another uh, consultant, and she uh, she's a consultant in Idaho, and uh, one of her students wrote about um, a bull that was on on uh, basically their their ranchers. And there was a bull on their property and um, she talked about, she became fascinated with how close could she get to this bull. And she talked about over a period of months, she would take a, a bucket out and she'd set it on the ground and she moved the bucket slowly, you know, over a period of months closer to the bull until she was right next to the bull and put her hand on him. And so um, basically she tied that in with, Everything from, you know, setting a goal, um, you know, doing things uh, in, in sequence with a plan and having um, basically courage to be able to stick with it, um, all of those things. And, of course, if you're talking about touching, you know, a bull, uh, you have captivated the reader. Oh, absolutely. It is absolutely <laughs> visceral. It is empathy to the utmost. So I think that's one of those things where you, you basically have captured the attention of the reader. No, and I think that is one of the most important elements of the personal statement. And I often tell my students, like, you want to start and end with a bang. So something <laughs> yep. memorable. Yep. Yeah, I, I always tell, you know, a short, punchy sentence at the beginning, of course, that's just one of those great tools of, of writing. And I think whether it's an AP essay or if it's your college essay, um, a short, captivating first sentence, if you can hook the reader, so much of your work is done. 
Um, and I think that's that's one thing that I really encourage students to craft that first sentence with great intentional intentionality. Mm, great advice, Mark. So we're we're winding down, um, but as you know, this Papa John's pizza essay is in the media, um, <laughs> and it's blowing up all over. So I wanted to close with um, some thoughts on that. Why? What are your thoughts on that essay, and why do you think it worked? Well, you know, I'm I'm not a uh, I I like the Papa John essay, um, and I think every year we hear about um, one essay that tends to get a lot of news. Um, it was either last year or the year before. It was the essay on Costco. Yep, I was just thinking that one too. And so I, and 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 those essays are good, but I you know I really I'm I I don't know if I consider some of those to be almost gimmick essays and gimmick essays are, are um, great uh, way to, to capture attention but I, I'm I, I don't know I'm not a huge fan of the Papa John essay how about you I think um, so it's for a supplemental essay so it's a little different than what we were, we've been talking about today so far but um, one of the things I would say I did like about the essay is just how um, how frank they were yeah. uh, in just addressing that, you know, they love Papa John's. I do think it's gimmicky and that it sometimes felt like, oh, we're trying to force it into, you know, um, symbolism. But outside of that, I think, you know, I do, I think it could have been a risky topic, like, hmm, write about pizza. But I think it does uh, speak volumes about there is no bad topic. <laughs> yeah. So before agreed. people go out there and write a bunch of essays about Papa John's or Pizza Hut or any other business entity, um, like you said, I think it you really I think it works well for that student because they're just so honest in it. Yeah, I agree. Being honest and doing it in a respectful and creative way, you can never fail. And I think that's that's one of the things that if if any any student approaches their essay like that. And I think the Papa John essay, it actually is, is a, if anything, it's a testament of somebody who definitely thought about and planned. Um, you can tell that the, the, it is an, an intentional statement and an intentional essay mm -hmm. that, um, had a lot of thought behind before it went to, uh, you know, before it got published. So I, for for all of those reasons, I think it, it probably is an essay that works really well for those. But, um, you know, it, it also will work for some schools, but not others. That's true. I think it, it's made the rounds because their Yale admissions really enjoyed it, and they happen yeah. to love pizza too. But you <laughs> never know, again, who's on the other end. Maybe the person on the other end really loves donuts. <laughs> That's right. It, it, um, <laughs> Could be the Krispy Kreme uh, essay next year. Right. You just <laughs> never know. But I would say, you know, we talked a lot about funny essays and I loved the bull essay, but do you have any that, um, do you think there are ever any topics that are off topic? I just realized that we shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't write about because I know it's been discussed before. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the things when you whenever you work with um, teenagers and you express to them, you want them to be honest and you want them to um, provide a, a topic of which is captivating. Um, I think one of the things they go in for shock value or they may go into something that's so personal that mm. they don't see that it may not be appropriate. Um, one of the common ones, I've actually seen uh, a couple of essays where students thought um, because there was um, family violence at mm. home that they would talk about that in detail. Now, I think you can talk about that subject. And like you say, and I, I think we both agree, mm -hmm. if you talk about that subject in a way that you basically, you know, use it as the hero's journey, which is, I, I don't want that, you know, situation on, for anyone to have to go through it. But if you can use that as a, as a springboard to talk about how you've grown and how you've changed in a positive way um, and, and without getting into the details of the violence and, and that, mm. I think that can actually work as an essay, 
but it's it is such a difficult um i mean that one in particular i've seen that a couple of times i um, i've seen it as well and i think um i remember admissions had said like you know there aren't necessarily like we say bad topics but um as you write just think, think about you know you don't want to make admissions feel uncomfortable either yeah. and i think if you read the essay and it makes people feel uncomfortable, then maybe you have to rethink that. Yeah. You don't want them to remember your essay for the wrong reason. Mm, what and a great way to say it. That's uh, I think there are so many, uh, when we talk with um, people who are in admissions and read thousands of these essays, they all have their examples of, and they'll, they'll explain in, in detail uh, an essay and you, you have to shake your head and go, why did anyone think that was a good idea? And I think it's because they're either too close or didn't have anybody read it. And there again, mm. I think starting early, having a lot of people read it, getting feedback and still making it your own story are probably the best things that you can do. I think that is the best advice. Um, but thank you so much today, Mark. This has been great. I feel like, do you have any other thoughts to close with? No, I think uh, since this is the timely season and that uh, summer is often a, uh, a great time to crank out an ugly first draft <laughs> and have other people read it and get their opinion, I think now is the time. Be brave. Get out there and, and uh, put as many silly ideas down on paper and look for those pearls. I think that's great advice, and we both wish you all a wonderfully ugly first draft for the <laughs> yeah. summer. Exactly. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Coast to Coast College Admissions Podcast, where we make getting into college easy and fun. Don't forget to go over to iTunes and subscribe to get updated each week when we release a new episode. Also, for more helpful college admissions information, visit our website at www.c2ccollegepodcast.com. 